Okay, this one made me cry like three times. I'm trying to just cover it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's fucking horrible. It really, really fucking is that there is devils that live on this earth. So I'm going to warn you now. If you haven't got the clue, this one is horrible. It's not suitable for young people at all. It has abduction, rape, torture, murder, more torture, more torture, more torment. Just breaking the beautiful human soul. And hopefully we will never have to ever, ever hear about this horribleness again in our lives. But can't promise you that because I know it's going to happen. Hello my lovely butterflies, welcome back to the Butterfly Empire, it is me, the Butterfly Queen. And before we get this party started, I need you to go to my website, it's on Anchor, you follow that, you know, whatnot, it gives you all of my episodes and seasons and all that in one little spot, it is amazing. Also on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, the Butterfly Empire Podcast. Let's like it up and get this party started. Thank you, thank you. Junko Ferrata was a Japanese high school student who was abducted, raped, tortured, and murdered under the late 1980s. Her murder case was called the concrete-encased high school girl murder case due to her body being discovered in a concrete jungle. The abuse was mainly perpetrated by four teenage boys, Hiroshi Miyano, Joe Ogoar, Shinji Minato, and Yashushi Wanabe. Over a period of 40 days from November 1988 to January 1989. Pratu was born in Masato, Sadama Prefecture. She lived with her parents, her older brother, and her younger brother. As a teenager, she attended Yoshimo Mini High School and worked part-time at a plastic modeling factory during after-school hours since 1988. She did this to save up money for graduation plans she had arranged. Parada also accepted a job as an electrician's retailer, where she planned on working after graduation. At high school, Farada was well-liked by her classrooms, classmates, high school grads and very infrequent absences. The perpetrators were four young boys, 18, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, and 17-year-old, who were respectively referred to as A, B, C, and D in court documents. At the time of the crime, they used the second floor of Mignano's house as a hangout and had as Champera, which is a low-ranking Japanese yukaza, often quite young, you know, blah, blah, blah. 
previously engaged in crimes including purse snatching, extortion, and rape. On November 25, 1988, Mignano and Mignato wandered around Masado with intentions of robbing and raping local women. At 8.30 p.m., they spotted Ferrata riding her bike home after she had finished a shift at her job. Under Mignano's orders, Mignato kicked Ferrata off her bike and fled the scene. Mignano, under the pretense of witnessing the attack by coincidence, approached Ferrata and offered to walk her home safely. Ferrata accepted this offer was aware that Mignato was leading her to a nearby warehouse, where he revealed his Yakuza connections to the gang. He raped her in the warehouse and again in the nearby hotel, threatening to kill her. From the hotel, Mignano called Mignato and his other friends, Yo and Yashushi, and bragged to them about the rape. Agura repeatedly asked Mignano to keep her in captivity in order to allow numerous people to sexually assault her. The group had a history of gang rape and had recently kidnapped and raped another girl, whom they fled afterwards. Around 3 a.m., Mignano took Furatu to a nearby park where Mignato, Agura, and Watanabe were waiting. They had learned her home address from a notebook in her backpack and told her that they knew where she lived and that Yukaza members would kill her family if she attempted to escape. The four boys overpowered her, took her to a house in Ayazi district of Adachi, and gang-raped her. The house, which was owned by Mignano's parents, soon became their regular gang hangout. And a little FYI on the background on that. Mignano axed Junko out and she turned him down, which infuriated him because he don't get turned down. Okay. So, pretty much this girl went through all this because she didn't date him. So I'm pretty sure 2 to 1 now that after this happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to go into detail on that one. It's going to make me cry. It's horrible. On November 27th, Ferrata's parents contacted the police about her disappearance. To discourage further investigation, the kidnappers forced her to call her mother and say she ran away, but she's safe and staying with some friends. They also forced Ferrata to stop the police investigation when Minato's parents were present. Ferrata was forced to act as his girlfriend. They dropped this pretense when it became clear that Minato's parents would not report them to the police. The Minato's stated that they did not intervene because they were aware of Minato's Yokoza connections and feared retaliation. Which he beat and first pretty much attacked his parents, so yeah, they were scared of him. group held Ferrata captive in the Minata residence for 40 days, where they repeatedly beat, raped, and tortured her. According to their statements, the four shaved her pubic hair, forced her to dance to music while naked, and masturbate in front of them, and left her on the balcony in the middle of the night with little clothing in the winter. And they inserted objects into her vagina and anus, including a light mat, a lit match, a metal rod, a bottle, and force fed her with a large amount of alcohol, milk, and water. She was also forced to smoke multiple cigarettes at once and inhale paint thinner. In one incident, Mignano repeatedly burned Ferrata's leg with arms, but lighter fluid and litter on fire. 
By the end of December, Ferrati was severely malnourished after being fed only small amounts of food and eventually only milk. Due to her severe injuries and effective burns, she became unable to go to downstairs toilet and became confined to the floor of Maniado's room in a state of extreme weakness. Ferrati's appearance was drastically altered from the brutality of the attacks. Her face was so swollen that it was difficult to make out her features. Her body was also severely crippled, giving off a rotting smell that caused the four boys to lose sexual interest in her. From her burning, her burn wounds, they would drop weights on her hands, breaking her bones, etc. etc. <sighs> As a result, the boys kidnapped a gang-raped a 19-year-old woman who, like Ferrata, was on her way home from work. The torture began almost immediately, with the four boys raping her repeatedly. As if that wasn't bad enough, at least 100 members of the Yakuza gang were invited over for the mere objective of having their way with a 17-year-old girl. The boys took turns raping her, urinating on her, and inserting foreign objects into her. This ranged from beer bottles to iron rods and chicken on skewers. At one point, they even inserted firecrackers into her, able, her anal cavity and set off. I'm sorry. Whew, that's rough to say. By December 1st, 1988, they were getting bored, but did not want to let Ferrata go. They began beating her, and at one point she was hung from her, the ceiling and used as a punching bag. Her nose bled so badly that she could only breathe through her mouth. When they let her down from the ceiling, they dropped dumbbells on her stomach, thus greatly damaging her internal organs. Oh my gosh, Whew. I'm sorry. She was forced to eat cockroaches, and when she asked for water or was given anything to drink, often her own urine, she vomited it out almost immediately. Junko Ferrate was brave, and one day after a day of eating and drinking, she took a chance and tried to escape. She picked up a phone and tried to call the police, but she got caught and punished. She was burnt with cigarette butts and then covered in lighter fluid across her arms and legs and then set on fire. She still survived. It's hard to imagine what Junko Ferrata felt or thought, but she did not give up. Kamisaku's parents were home, and despite her pleas for help, they refused, instead choosing to turn a blind eye to her son's crime. They too were afraid of their lives. December 10, 1988, she was unable to walk properly due to severe burns on her legs. She was beaten with bamboo sticks and then golf clubs. She had her hands smashed with exercise weights and her nails cracked in such a way to inflict normal pain. Several days later, the boys poured hot wax on her face. They burned her eyelids with cigarette lighters and was then stabbed with skewering needles in her chest. As if that weren't enough, they clipped her left nipple off with a pair of pliers and it was ripped off. She suffered severe damage to her vagina, causing her to bleed heavily and she was no longer able to urinate properly. She finally gave up, knowing she would never get out alive. But by the 48th day of her captivity, she begged her abductors to kill her. They refused. They were not done with her yet. January 4th, 1989. Something happened that was not at all related to Ratu. 
The boys are furious. They opted to take out their anger and frustration on her. Her already mutilated body was hit repeatedly with an iron barbell until she began bleeding from her mouth. They lit a candle and used it to burn her face and eyes. Again, they covered her with lighter fluid and set her on fire. They put it out just in time not to kill her. On January 4th, 1989, after losing a game of Mahjong, Miyano decided to vent his anger on Ferrata. The group kicked and punched her, igniting a candle and dripping wax onto her hot face, placing two short candles on her eyelids and forced her to drink her own urine. After kicking her, she fell into a stereo unit and collapsed into a fit of convulsions. Since she was bleeding profusely and pus was emerging from her infected burns, the four boys covered their, their hands in plastic bags so that her pus wouldn't get on their hands. They continued to beat her and dropped an iron exercise ball under her stomach several times. They poured lighter fluids onto her thighs, arms, face, stomach, and set her on fire once again. Ferrata allegedly made attempts to put out the fire, but gradually became unresponsive. The attack reportedly lasted two hours. Ferrata evidently some cooed her wounds and died. Within the next couple hours, her body finally gave up and she died. Ultimately, subduing to her injuries. January 5th, 1989, the boys had to get rid of her body and cover it up the crime scene. They filled a 55-gallon drum with a concrete and dumped her body inside. Then, they cast the drum away somewhere and reclaimed land in Kodo, Tokyo. Discovery of Junku's body body in a concrete jump, drum. Fortunately, the barrel was recovered and justice was served. However, all four perpetrators were all under the age when the crime was committed. They were tried as juveniles, but eventually faced the sentencing as an adult, yet their sentences would never reflect the severity of their crime. Less than 24 hours after her death, Mignato's brother called to tell him that Ferrata appeared to be dead. After afraid of being penalized for the murder, the group wrapped her body in blankets and shoved her into a travel bag. Then they put her in a 55-gallon drum and filled it with wet concrete. Around 8 p.m., they loaded it and then eventually disposed of the drumming. Cement truck in Koto, Tokyo. On 23rd of January, 1989, Mignato and Ogura were arrested for gang raping of the 19-year-old girl who they kidnapped in December. On the 29th of March, two police officers came to interrogate them. The woman underwears had been found at the address. During their interrogation, Mignano believed that one of the officers was aware of her capability in Ferrato's murder. Thinking that Joe Ogura had confessed the crimes against Ferrato, Mignano told the police where to find her body. The police were initially puzzled by the confession as they'd been referring to the murder of a different woman and her seven-year-old son that had occurred nine days prior to Ferrato's abduction. That case remains unsolved to this day. The police found the drum containing Ferrata's body the following day. She was identified with her fingerprints. April 1st, 1989, Joe was arrested for her separate sexual assault and subsequently rearrested for Ferrata's murder. The rest was a, of Watanabe, Miyato, and Miyato's brother followed. 
several other accomplices for participating in fraud and abuse were officially identified, including Tetsuana Nakamura and Kwachi Lahara, who were charged with rape after DNA was found on or inside the victim's body. Prosecution. The identities of the boys were sealed by the court as they were all juveniles at the time of the crime. Journalists from the magazine discovered their identities, however, they published them. They stated that given the severity of the crime, the accused did not deserve to have the rights to anomaly upheld. Awful boys pled guilty to committing bodily injury that resulted in death rather than murder. Oh, can we have a moment of silence to fucking cry? Oh my gosh. In July 1990, a lower court sentence, Hiroshi Mignano, the alleged crime, leader of the crime, to 17 years in prison. He appealed his sentence, but Tokyo High Court judge sentenced to an additional three years in prison. A 20-year sentence is the second highest given in Japan before life imprisonment. He was 18 at the time of the murder. Mignano's mother reportedly paid 50 million yen in compensation ordered by the civil court after selling the family home. Mignano was denied parole in 2004. In January 2013, Mignano was rearrested for fraud. Due to insufficient evidence, he was released without charge later that month. Nobuhutu was originally received four to six year sentence, was resentenced to five to nine years by the judge upon appeal. He was 16 at the time of the murder. Minato's parents and brother were not fully charged. Fraudu's parents were dismayed by the sentence received by the daughter's killers and won a civil suit against the parents and Nabuhuru, in whose home the crimes were committed. After his release, Minato was moved in with his mother. He has not found work since. In 2018, Minato was arrested again for attempted murder after beating a 32-year-old woman with a metal rod and slashing her throat with a knife. was originally ready to cover that move on <sighs> the story's got my whole brain just fucked up I'm sorry let me apologize and move on <sighs> Yashushi Watanabe was originally sentenced three to four years of prison, receiving an upgrade sentence of five to seven years he was 17 at the time of the murder for his role in the crime Joe Ogura served eight years in juvenile prison before he was released August 1999 he was 17 at the time of the murder. After his release, he took the family name Kamasaku when he was adopted by the supporter of his. He is said to have boasted about his role in the kidnapping, rape, and torture of Hirata. In July 2004, he was arrested for assaulting Takashabi Asano, an acquaintance he thought his girlfriend may have been involved with. Aguirre tracked Asano down, beat him, and shoved him into his truck. Joe Asano from Adachi to his mother's bar in Minnesota where he actually beat Asano for four hours. During that time, Ogura repeatedly threatened to kill the man, telling him that he had killed before and he now got away with it. He was sentenced to seven years in prison for assaulting Asano and has since been released. Ogura's mother allegedly vandalized Faratu's grave, stating that she ruined her son's life. Excuse me! I think it's the other way around, you fucking piece of shit, but okay. Ah, oh, my feelings are all in a bunch, I'm sorry. Let me apologize, I'm not... Be horrible. It has also been reported uh, that Ogura has depleted his father's savings money, which was intended to be for providing 
a restitution to Ferratu's family buying and assuming a number of luxury goods. Many believe that the sentence was too light for the severity of the crimes. You think? Ugh. Aftermath. Junko's Ferratu's winner was held on April 2nd, 1989, one of her friend's memorial address stated, Jan-chan, welcome back. I have never imagined that we would ever see you again in this way. You may, may have been in so much pain, so much suffering. The happy, law made for the school festival, looking good, real good on you. We will never forget you. I have heard that the principal has represented you with a graduation certificate. So we can graduate together, all of us. John Chen, there's no more pain, no more suffering. Please rest in peace. Frato's intended future employer represented her parents with the uniform she would have worn in positions she had accepted. The uniform was placed in her casket at her graduation. Frato's school principal presented her a high school diploma, which was given to her parents. The patient near Frato's body was discovered and has been developed since and is now in Murakaki Sioux Park. At the time, pe Japanese people were concerned about the U.S. influence epi epidemic of violent crime, what they called the American disease. Three books have been written, a film in 1995. Case is also inspired from the film Concrete in 2004. Oh my gosh, and I watched bits and pieces of the movie and I fucking cried through the whole thing. It took me two days just to build up the courage to freaking even do this story. So fucking horrible. So, so horrible. Let's have a moment of silence for the poor ghost that's running around and just deplete torment on her last living days. I hope she has haunted them, made their life hell. Her soul can never be at rest, like ever.